I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Friday, March 31st, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, so Jay, there's a $74,000 trip, what they're calling the ultimate James Bond vacation. Now, it's a travel package that takes you on a 12-night trip visiting Bond locations in London, Paris, Monaco, and Lake Como. Sounds pretty exciting. I know you have a bit of a spy in you yourself. $74,000. Does that sound like it's something you might be interested in? It is something I'm much more interested in than yesterday when you asked me if I was interested in a Lamborghini. Well, it's more affordable. It's much more affordable. This actually sounds more fun than even having that car. This does sound kind of cool. I wish they had worked in like maybe it was $74,007. Then there'd be a 007 in it. That might be cool, but... That would have been cool. And it'd be cool if you could take that train in like a train somewhere and also reenact a scene from the movie where you're walking through and you got like a fake gun, you got actors around. I would want a full immersive experience. I want it to be like, you know, if you had a, if there was a package that would take you on a train to Hogwarts, but everybody else in there was pretending to be a wizard. Like I want it to be fully immersive. Or there's like a casino that you go to. That's one of those fancy casinos that they're always playing like Backrat or Poker. That's right. That would be cool. Brett, aside from trips, we're not going to go on to Europe, although probably do want to. What do we have for Peak Pals today? Well, never say never, Jade. For our first story, AI coming for your job. For our second story, Belt and Road Bailout. And for our last story, Loan Shark Rules. For our first story, we've got good news and bad news, Brett. The good news, advances in artificial intelligence, well, AI, promise to boost productivity and global GDP. The bad news, it could cost you your job, Brett, even your job. This is more scary AI news, Brett. How's this new tech going to impact the labor market? You know, if you listen to the Peak Daily, Jay, nobody covers as much AI news as we do, and it's because it's a really, really big deal. So I'm happy we're talking about it. Generative AI could lift global GDP by 7% over a 10-year period per a new study by Goldman Sachs, but would also disrupt around 300 million jobs, just only 300 million jobs, Jay, in major economies. Lawyers and admin staff are particularly at risk of being replaced. Maybe even the folks at Goldman Sachs could be replaced. I'm just saying. They probably didn't mention that in the report. (laughs) The study estimated around two-thirds of jobs in the U.S. and Europe are exposed to AI automation. A study by ChatGPT maker OpenAI put that number as high as 80%. It's like they know what's coming, and they're just telling us, and we're sitting there saying, well, I guess that's it. Automation, putting people out of work, is nothing new. AI is just the most recent iteration. Now, what is new is the type of jobs that will be affected. While robots previously took jobs on the assembly lines, now it's the white-collar workers who will sustain losses. A study by the University of Pennsylvania found blue-collar industries were likely to remain relatively untouched by AI, with motorcycle mechanics, oil refinery workers, and short-order cooks among the least affected, though cooks will have to go against Flippy, which is a robotic chef we talked about earlier. And the study also claims that information processing roles like court reporters and blockchain engineers were also very highly exposed. Even writers of quizzes and pop culture listicles could be at risk of replacement as BuzzFleet employees. Well, they're finding out right now. The bottom line, AI could be the first technology in modern memory to cause mass job losses for the highly educated and workers are starting to worry. A ZipRecruiter survey following ChatGPT's release found 62% of job seekers worry AI will blow up their careers. For our second story, think bailing out banks seems tricky. China has been bailing out entire countries, at least according to a new study. It sounds like the Belt and Road plan isn't going as planned, Jay. What's the latest? Well, China has provided $240 billion with a B in emergency loans to 22 developing nations involved in its Belt and Road Initiative, an infrastructure investment program that saw China plow about a trillion dollars over the past decade into projects from Papua New Guinea to Argentina. 
And this is happening because many projects funded through Belt and Road have turned into money losses for China, suffering setbacks from related to corruption scandals, political pushback, and environmental concerns. That's a problem for China, whose banks could be threatened if the countries they lent heavily to began to default. The ramp-up of emergency lending aims to avoid that outcome. One of the study's authors said that Beijing is ultimately trying to rescue its own banks. And it matters because for a long time, the Western-backed International Monetary Fund was the only game in town when a country needed rescuing from debt trouble. That's no longer true. China's lending doesn't quite match the AMF yet, but it's getting pretty close. Prior to 2010, China offered almost no rescue lending. Now it provides around half of what the IMF delivers. Now to zoom out... It's much the same economic playbook that helped America secure superpower status in the 20th century, and the more recent bailout loans could give China even more leverage over its debtors. For our third and final story, with interest rates and the cost of living way up, at least one important number is going down, the maximum interest rate on loans. Yeah, here's what happened. So the feds are pushing down the maximum legal interest rate from 47% to 35%. And while payday loans are exempt from those interest rate rules, the feds are capping their charges at $14 for every $100 lent out, which can still add up to over 300% interest on an annual basis. Alternative lenders say that the lower cap on interest rates is going to cut off millions of Canadians from credit and push many to even more predatory payday loans. Payday loan regulations fall under provincial jurisdiction and limit charges to the range of $14 to $17 for every $100 loan. But those loans have a two-week term, so the charges really add up over a period of months. Yes, they do. If a 47% interest rate seems really high to you, it is. But the Fed set that original cap in 1980 when the Bank of Canada hiked interest rates to 21% in its fight against inflation. It was a tough time to be carrying a loan wherever you got it. And this all matters because interest rates are up, and that makes it harder for people to get large loans from banks that are being more careful than ever about who they lend to. That's driving more Canadians to alternative lenders whose interest rates are a lot higher than the current 6% banks offer for, let's say, a mortgage. Well, what's next? Well, advocacy groups are calling for even lower interest rate caps, and the Fed say they'll hold consultations about whether that should happen. They'll also look into whether payday loans should be made subject to the federal interest rate cap. And if you ask us, we're predicting a shaky business outlook for any loan sharks out there. I'll say. Pig Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thanks, Brett. Have a good weekend, Peak Pals, and go Jays. Go Jays. Go Jays.